Hallelujah. Welcome to Heritage of Faith. Those watching by way of internet, we want to thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. Heritage of Faith is about experiencing God. It's about equipping people with the word. It's about engaging them to influence the world around them. Amen. Just by being here today, you have put yourself in a position for your life to not be the same. Amen. You know, just, just by being here and choosing to be here, because, you know, there, there's times, you know, where growing up and going to, going to church, there was times that, you know, I was going to church by faith. <laughs> I was going to church and naturally I didn't, I didn't feel like going, going to church, but, but I knew it's where I needed to be. And so when you press past those feelings and you press past those emotions, I'm telling you, you're putting yourself in a position. Because I noticed those times when I had to press past and, and say, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna, I need to go. I need to go. Then I noticed that when I went there, it totally put me, set core, set, there was course corrections in my life that were made. Amen? Amen. So we're so glad that you're here today. Uh, don't forget, our founding pastor is going to be ministering in, in, our nine, uh, in our 11 o'clock service. And so you have the time to stay around and hear a word that he has, you know, that it, for the prophetic word that he's preaching all over the all over the world about marvels, wonders and extraordinary manifestations. I encourage you to be here at the end of the service. We're going to have an opportunity for a few minutes just to honor him for 50, honor him and Miss Carolyn for 50 years in the ministry, 50 years in the ministry. Amen. 50 years in the ministry. Man, hallelujah. You know, and, you know, just integrity. No scandals in the, in the, in the ministry. Just, I'm telling you, just a man, a man and a woman after God's heart. And then also, man, it just honored that Bill and Ginger are here. Bill and Ginger, can you please stand up? They're uh, over our chariots of light. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Just, just getting back from Daytona and, and how many people uh, um, accepted Jesus this, this 8,089 people received Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, one of our mandates as a church is to go into every man's world. And, you know, uh, you notice, you know, there's not a lot of outlaw bikers that just decide to go to church on Sunday mornings, you know. Now, they, they, they will if, you know, if the Holy, the Holy Ghost is directing them, they'll, they'll, they'll go. But, but most of the time, you know, it's, it's them invading them. And just those, those divine inter, intersections with, with um, eternity. You know, and so, so 8,089 people made decisions for Jesus at an outlaw biker rally in Daytona. Amen. From 44 different nations, right? 44 different nations were, uh, that they ministered to when they were in Daytona. And so, man, what an awesome thing. I think we need to praise God for that. How about you? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to pick up where I left off last week and just taking my time in this, in this series and so if you, have a, if you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah chapter 12. And this has really been my assignment since the beginning of the year. We, we changed titles of series just so, just so we can kind of segment things that we're talking about. But my mandate from the beginning of the year has been what the Lord told me that 2019 would be a year marked by great victories. You know, if, if this is a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of God, the greatness of God, if you had a manifestation, right, if you had a marvel and you had a wonder, you know what, you also had a great victory. And so as your pastor, what, what my heart is, is deposit in us the, the things that were going to take us to another level to walk in those marvels, to walk in those manifestations. So say this with me, that 2019, 2019. is a year of marvels, yeah. wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. And I'm going to experience 
great victories. Amen. And this has been the scripture that I've been unpacking. And, and we just started a couple weeks ago talking about in the name. In the name. Amen. In the name. And so just laying, continue to lay a foundation on where the Lord wants us to go. And so we're going to get into some things this morning. Isaiah 12, verse 2. This has been a key scripture. He says, Behold, God is my salvation. Now, before I read further, it uh, just came in my heart to know scripture. One of our key scriptures as a church is Hebrews eleven six. right? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. For he that comes to God must believe that he what? He is. Believe that he what? He is. So there, there's, there's a connection between our faith and is. What do I mean by that? There's a, there's a connection because faith has to get beyond a concept. It has to come, get beyond a presumption. It has to be, be, get beyond an idea. It has to get into a place of knowing. See, I know that this is Vic. Now, I don't think that this is Vic. I know this is Vic. Why? Because I've spent time with Vic. I, I know that that's Vic Boone. And I know, and that because I know that that's Vic Boone, there's some things I know about Vic Boone because I've spent time with him. He loves Jesus. Amen. You know, I, 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 know, I know how he, he came to church. The Lord showed him a vision of this church. Amen. He, he walked in here. He goes, that's, that's the church I saw, saw in my dream. Hallelujah. See, there's some things I know about Vic that you might not know. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I know he loves God. I know he's anointed to preach the gospel. Amen. I know he has a heart for Africa. Amen. Amen. I know that God takes care of him in Rochelle. Amen. You see, I, I know some things about him because I've spent time with him. So I know that he is Vic Boone. I know. I know it. I know it. And, and, and then too, too, too often in the church world, there's a lot of people that have ideas about God, but they don't know God. It's it, it, people have concepts of what God is. They, they, they see things through the lens of religion. They see things through the lens of, of other people's experiences. They see, th- th- see things through the lenses of the professors. They see things through the lenses of what other people might know about God or people's ideas about God. But do they know him? You see, there's people that had tried to have con- convinced, try to convince me with progressive thinking about, about, you know, that God's not really real, that these things and so forth. But you know what? They came too late. Yeah. You, because there's some things that happened to me that on, on January 23rd of 1993, that when I called on the Lord, I called on, I called on Jesus, Yahweh, Yeshem. I mean, what, I mean, the words that we relate to Jesus our heavenly father. And you know what? And I was healed. So no one can tell me that God doesn't exist because I didn't call on anyone else, but him. And when I called on him, his presence touched my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, healed me, delivered me from a cigarette, delivered me from a respiratory disease, delivered me from so many things. So, so, so there's something that I might know about him that you might not know. And there, you know what? There's other things I know about him today that I didn't know then. Why? Because I've had a relationship with him. 
See here in Isaiah, it says, behold, God is my salvation. I mean, this is a matter of fact. This is something that I know. This isn't just something I'm grasping for straws for understanding. No, this is a matter of fact, an attitude. The Lord is my salvation. And this is the kind of attitude that we need to have when it comes to our relationship with God. The Lord is my salvation. And because of that, I will trust and I will not be afraid. I will trust. See, he has a knowing. I will trust and not be afraid. Why? Because I know that he is. I know that he is. For the Lord Jehovah, what is my strength? In my, this matter of fact is my strength and my song. He's the object of my praise. And we talked about that for seven or eight weeks about the object of my praise. Because he's the object of my praise, he's become my salvation, which is another word for salvation is victory. He is my victory. Say, he's my victory. victory. Say, I know know that I know know. he is is my victory. victory. Now you, you might say, Pastor, why? And you say, well, I don't really believe that. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not confident of that. Keep saying it. Keep pursuing him. Stay in this word. Because faith is built out of relationship. Amen. Let's look at verse, uh, verse 4. He says, in that day, you shall say, praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Call upon his name. Declare his doing among the people. And make mention That his name is exalted. Make mention. The word make mention there means to recall or remember that his name is, is, his name is, his name is. See, this is, this is another statement. His name is exalted. Let me ask you a question. Have you come to a place in your life where his name is exalted? Is his name above every other name? In last week, we, we unpacked some things just about honor. And I don't have time to go back and review that. But in, in, in Psalm 29, it says, give glory that's due unto his name. The glory that's due unto his name. Man, how weighty is he? It's not just the name G-O-D. Or J-U-S-U-S. It's, it's the person. When we talk about his name, we're, we're not just talking about just the name. It's not an abracadabra magic word. But it's the person. It's the person. You know, in uh, Psalms 103, verse 7, I believe it is, he says, Moses knew my ways. And Israel knew my acts. See, it's one thing to see what God might do in someone else's life. And see what God has done or what God could do. But when you know his ways. Moses knew his ways. And we know from the story of Moses, it says that God spoke to Moses face to face as God would speak to a friend. Meaning, that means there had to be relationship there. So if if God's going to, if we're going to know his ways, there has to be some relationships there. So when we talk about someone's name, we're talking about someone's character. We're talking about someone's attributes. We're talking about the way someone does things. We're talking about how they work, who they are, what they do, their characteristics, their job descriptions. 
I said this in one of the services last week that every name has a story. Every name has a story. If I were to say Hitler. See, you could tell me some things about his ways. You could tell me some ideas about his character. You could tell me some things of accomplishments and what he's done. If I said said the name Martin Luther King Jr. See, every name has a story. But what I've come across in in life and even in church and even as a pastor is if if I say the name Jesus to you, what does that mean, mean to you? And really, the story's limited. If I say God to you, we say, he's going to get you. I mean, people have all sorts of misrepresentation and, for lack of a better term, fake news about God. Fake news about Jesus. But when you get personal with Jesus, you get personal with your heavenly father, then it doesn't matter what other people's stories might be. But it's about what, you know why? Because you spent time with him. I I don't want to build my life based on someone else's understanding of who my God is. I appreciate, and you know, my, you know what, really, I want my story, I want my relationship with God to make you hungry for my God. See, that's what, that's what me as, as a pastor, what my heart should be getting up here, declaring the word, speaking to the word to you is not for me to do, to, to be God to you, but, but for you to be hungry, to know the word for yourself, to know your savior to yourself, know the healer yourself, know him for you yourself personally, know his name, know his name. We need to know his name, know him personally. You know, in Malachi chapter, chapter 1, I'm just talking out of my heart, okay? In Malachi chapter 1, it, it said, you know, if I'm, God's speaking to the prophets here, and he goes, if I'm your father, where, where's my honor? And he goes, if, I, if, I'm, your, if I'm your master, where, where's my honor? And he goes, he goes you, you've despised me, and he goes, you've despised my name. You despise my name. And, and we see at this time that, that 400 years had gone by. We, there was no redemptive revelation after this that we know of. And yet think about how much people, if they despised the name of God in Malachi's time, what do you think it was by the time Jesus came? See, when you despise a name, reject a name, that name no longer produces in your life. You see, if I reject God, if I reject Jesus, then I'm not going to receive any stories from them. You know, if, if, some, if you don't believe me, if you don't trust me, you know, you know how many people you, you could, you could say, if I, if I named a certain minister, right? If I named a certain minister and I, and, and I brought up their name, you would, know their, you would probably know their mistakes, right? Right? You'd know their mistakes, right? And, 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 and all of a sudden, if you're not careful, you can despise that person's name. And if you despise that person's name, then you no longer receive what they have for you. Why? Because, because you're, 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 you're hearing some other story. And it's the same thing how our world today is. People have heard so many false representations of God. They're rejecting God. They're rejecting Jesus. Amen. That's why it's so important for us to portray who he really is. Yeah. And know him. 
and know him. That's why I believe when Jesus went to the disciples, the disciples went to Jesus and said, teach us to pray. You know, it wasn't, I don't think it wasn't just to teach us to pray, but I believe it was teach us to get results. It wasn't just to pray, but get results. And what did Jesus say? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy, holy is his name. Holy is his name. Hallowed be, sacred, set apart is that name. Yes, yes. How, how precious is your relationship with God? How valuable is that relationship with God? Holy is his name. Let's, let's go to Isaiah 9. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go a different... It's going to come out a little different than I thought, I believe. Isaiah 9. Thank you, Father. Psalms 9. Did I say Isaiah 9? Sorry. Psalms 9. See, if you really knew the Lord, you would have known that. But no, if, if I was really in the Holy Ghost, I would have gone the right place, right? Um, anyway, we'll just... Um, Psalms 9. Hallelujah. Verse 9. It says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. Remember, well, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And what the righteous run into it. Hallelujah. And are safe. And here it says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in the times of trouble. And they that know thy name, and they that know thy name, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. See, if you don't, he says, if you know thy name, if you're acquainted with that name, if you're personal with that name, Vic, Vic, stand up here for a second. See, if, if I know, just stand behind me for a minute. If I know, you ready, Vic? They that know thy name will put their trust in thee, right? So if you know him, then you'll be able to trust in him. That know thy name will trust in thee. If you know thy name, you'll trust in thee. (laughs) See, if I know thy name, I'll trust. I'm good. So they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. So when you know... See, so there's something about knowing the name, and I really, I'm really trying to get this across. It's take it beyond just the name, as in a, 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 just a, a word we use. Because when it, using the word name, it's referring to his ways, his character, who he is. Those that trust, his, those that know his name will put their trust in him. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's go to uh, Isaiah 52. Now it's Isaiah. Isaiah 52. They that know thy name will put their trust in thee. Know his name. You know, we've been talking on Wednesday nights about, about walking with God. It's really been strong in my heart. Just out of Hebrews 8, he talks about that, that, that all shall know me from the least to the greatest. 
all shall know me from the least to the greatest. And, and I want you to hear that in, in my heart this morning that God wants to be so personal with you. Because I, I believe that this, we are heritage of faith. But in order for us to become heritage of faith, we have to be heritage of walking with God. We have to be a heritage of relationship. We have to be a heritage of the word. We have to be here because all these things are what build faith. And so often people have had to have faith apart from relationship. Hallelujah. Isaiah 52. Now, before I read this verse, just real quick, if you go to chapter 51, verse 9, it says, Zion now cries to the Lord. So you can say the church is crying to the Lord, the God of Israel. Awake, awake, put on strength and might. O arm of the Lord, awake as in the ancient days. Now, I love this because, because a lot of times we can have the same mentality is we're like, God, are you here? God, are you God? here to think about the children of Israel are saying, God, wake up. Wake, wake up, God, wake up, God. Why don't you show up like you used to show up? But see, God's not the one asleep. Because if you go to, if you read the very beginning of the next chapter, God, God speaks back to them. Awake, awake. <laughs> He's saying, no, wait, wait a minute. You're the one that needs to wake up. <laughs> he says, wake, awake, put on your strength, Zion. <laughs> he's like, I'm not the one that's at fault here. I'm not the one that he, he's like, he's really saying, you're the one that walked away from relationship with me. I didn't walk away from knowing you. You walked away from knowing me. So here, as we're talking about, and we're talking about in the name of, and, and when we're going to get in and talking about the power and the authority we have in that name, but the thing is, we have to build this bridge and build this foundation that, that in order for me to use the name, I have to know him. So he's saying, awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion, put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth, there shall be no more come into you, the uncircumcised or the unclean. Then he says this, shake yourself from the dust, arise. Sit up, O Jerusalem, loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus says the Lord, you were sold for nothing and you shall be redeemed without money. He's saying, look, you're in bondage. You're broken. He's saying, saying you need to wake up and you need to shake yourself and you need to loose the bonds of your neck. Meaning the bondage is because of you, not because of me. And just how you got yourself into bondage is going to be you knowing who I am and getting yourself out of bondage. Shake yourself. So I want to encourage you, no matter what you're going, going through, shake yourself this morning. It's time for you to sit up and it's time to loose yourself because as you've been, you, you were sold for nothing. And you know what? And you're going to be redeemed without money. So we're saying, God's saying, saying no one, no one bought you from me. You gave yourself away. And he was saying, so you know what? You need to loose yourself. And the next couple of verses, he goes in and talks about how he delivered Israel. Then he goes in, and he talks about how he delivered them from Assyria. And then he says, what, don't you think I can deliver you from Babylon? Amen. And then, so let's pick this up. Let's pick this up in verse five. He says, but now what have I here? Says the Lord, seeing that my people have been taken away for nothing. Those who rule over them howl and says the Lord, those who howl with joy, says the Lord, and my name continually is blasphemed all the day long. My name is blasphemed all day long. My name's rejected all day long. It sounds like a society we live in, that, that our society belittles Jesus. 
they belittle the church. Yes. Just everywhere you go, there, there's just a... And what happened is, is because they really pretty much went into bondage because of the outside nations belittling their God. And if we're not careful as a church, if we allow the, allow the world to belittle our God and belittle Jesus, then what happens to us, it will cause us to no longer seek and pursue his name. Good word, he goes, all these people that have you in bondage, they're howling for joy. And they say, they blaspheme my name continually all day long. And see, that's what society wants continued to, to take Jesus, take God, take God out of schools, take God out of the government, take God out of every, every arena, take God out of television, take God out of the FCC, take God out of every situation, every circumstance, take God out of it. And if we take God out of it, then they, they will no longer trust in it. And that's what they're saying here. They're saying, look, they're in bondage. You're in bondage. Why? Because they blaspheme my name and you're still in bondage. Why? Because they're blaspheming my name. But I'm telling you, when you know his name, Vic, it's the very thing that releases you from bondage. Because what does the next verse say? He says, therefore. I mean, because they're blaspheming my, my name all day long, therefore, my people shall know my name. And get this, and what my name is and what it means. They're blasting my name. So therefore, what I want you to do, I want you. (laughs) I want you. My people shall know my name, what my name is and what it means. So it's not just knowing the name, but he wants to know what the name means. My people shall know what my name is and what it means. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am. That I am he. Who speaks, behold, I am. See, it goes back to setting people free out of Israel. What what was the name that was going to set them free? I am. And here again, I want them to know. I want want you to mention and make known that his name is exalted. And that's what I'm going to continue to impart to you over the coming weeks. Is I want you to know that his name is exalted. I want you to know his name. And I want you as your pastor. I want you to know what his name means. I want you to know that he is your I am. I want you to, I want you to be, I want you to, I want you to be able to look at your situation and look at it and say, behold, I am. Situation, behold, I am. Circumstances, behold, look, look, look at me, look at, look at my I am. Behold, I look, look at my, look at my I am. Look, behold, I am. Hey, my, see, right now I might be in bondage, but, but hey, I am behold him because he's the one that's going to set me free. He's the one, but see, you got to get to know him. You have to build a relationship with him. And then he says this, he goes, I love this. He goes, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good tidings, who publishes peace, who brings good tidings of good, good, who publishes victory, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Now get this, behold, I am. And then he says, how good. Then then there's something about this one that's going to behold, I am. It says this, it says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him. Meaning there's someone that's going to proclaim something. There's someone that's going to say something. And there's someone that's going to publish peace. (laughs) Come on, Vic. 
There's someone who brings good tidings of good, who publishes salvation. There's someone who's going to say something. There's someone who's going to publish something. And there's someone who's going to publish victory. Meaning there's someone's going to announce something. Someone's going to give way to something. And someone's going to declare something. And it's going to bring about victory. And then it says, what is he going to say? The, the message is going to say is, your God reigns. See, that's the message is, your God reigns. See, that's the message. Your God reigns. Your God reigns. See, that's what this one that's going to come and preach that behold, your God reigns. Let's let's look at John 17 and I'll start to close with this. Like I said, I start to close with it. (laughs) John 17, not Psalms, not Isaiah, but John 17. Thank you, Father. John 17, verse 1. Now remember when Jesus taught the disciples to pray, how did he start? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now let's see if that's Jesus is consistent with his relationship with the Father and his prayer time with the Father. Let's look at John, verse 1 of 17. He says, These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father. Man, what did Malachi say? If I'm your father, where is my honor? And how are they dishonoring it? Said they were despising my name. But what do we see Jesus doing? He says, Father, the hour has come to glorify the Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. And you have given him power. You have given him power. It's interesting how Jesus all of a sudden kind of goes to third person here. Because he is the son. (laughs) And all of a sudden he says, and you have given him power. Why didn't he say you've given me power? He says, and you've given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many you've given him. Thank you, Father. I don't want to get ahead of myself. He says, Father. Father, he says, as you have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you've given him. Let me read verse 1 again in the Amplified. He says, when Jesus had spoken these things, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. You see, meaning what is he saying? It's time. Right now it's time. Right now it's time. And, you know, without taking, showing you other scriptures, Jesus is the one that would publish peace. He is the one that's going to announce good tidings. He is the one that announced that's going to, going, to, going to publish salvation. Behold, I am. Behold, your God reigns. And he says in verse 2, just as you have granted him power, meaning just as you granted power to Jesus. So, so if I have this, this power in my hand right now, and I gave it, then I gave it to Rick. Then I just transitioned something that I had and I gave it to him, right? right? So Jesus is saying, okay, Father, you have given me power. You've given him power. Stay with me, all right? You've given him power over all flesh, 
over all. You've given him power over all flesh. All humankind. Now glorify him. So that he may give eternal life to all those that, that you have given him. Now, now let, let's regret here. Let's, let's, let's look at this. He gave, I gave Rick power. But now Rick is looking at that power and he's looking at that power and saying, and calls that power eternal life. He doesn't say, he doesn't say so that he may give power to all whom you've given him. Why didn't he say that? Because he said, you gave me power, right? And he turned around and he goes, he goes that I could give to them so that he may give eternal life to all that may, that you have given him. This power, this word power is privilege. This word power is right. This word power here is not, is not uh, dunamis, it's exousia. It's, it's authority, it's right to operate, it's delegated power, it's to operate on someone else's behalf. So here we say, see that Jesus is saying, saying, you know, Father, he goes, you have glorified the Son, he goes, you have given me power, and you, then I turn around and you've given eternal life to all you've given him. Then it says this, and this is eternal life. Now bear with me, all right? And this is eternal life. But he just called eternal life power. You got, you got that? So how do you operate in power? How do you operate? See, we need to operate in this world every day. We need to operate in eternal life. Eternal life here isn't heaven. The world, the word, the eternal life here means the God kind of life perpetual. So there should be the God kind of life, the God kind of power, the God kind of authority flowing through us every day as we go to work, as we drive in our car, everywhere we go, there should be eternal life flowing in our lives. But remember, this eternal life is also power. Okay. So then it says this verse three, and this is eternal life, which we already described. Jesus called it power is that you might know. And this is eternal life. King James says, that they might know the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you sent. And, and this is power. Jesus said, I've given them eternal life. So what is eternal life? That you might know. The eternal life is power. And how are you going to have eternal life? How are you going to have power? That you might know the one true living God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. See, see, your victory in your life is going to come from your relationship with God. You going to another level as a husband, a wife, a mother, a father, an employee, an employer, a business owner is going to rise to the level of your relationship with the father. Right? And then it says this, he goes, in Jesus Christ, whom you've sent, meaning I need to know the one true living God and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. And if I know these things, then what do I receive? Eternal life. If I know these things, I operate in a different level of living. This has gotten kind of deep, all right? In the one he has sent. In the one he sent. Now, now let's go over to verse 24. Thank you, Father. It says, Father, I will that they also whom you have given me be with. See, he says again, Father, 
It's another. He's, he's basing everything on his relationship with the Father. Father, I will that they also, whom you've given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you've given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous Father. He gives him a description. Oh, righteous Father. It's all out of relation. The world has not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that you sent me. See, this is relationship, Jake. This is, this is relationship. The world has, doesn't know you, but I know you. And see, why? By, because Jesus knew him. Jesus could operate and live life on a whole nother level. Because he knew his name and he knew what it means. He said the one that he goes, I, I, they know that I was sent. Why was Jesus sent? I could probably take you 25, 30 different instances, but things like this. Luke chapter 19, verse 15. He came to seek and save that which was lost. Mark 10, verse 45, I believe it says that, that he, he, was a, he, he came to be a servant and was a ransom for many. You know, he, he came to bear witness to the truth. We know 1 John 3, 8. He came that he might destroy the works of the devil. And so we can take all sorts of scriptures of, uh, of, of why Jesus came, but he's about to tell us the, 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 one of the most important reasons he came. And let's read this in the Amplified, verse 26. He says, I have made your name known to them. I've made your name known to them and revealed your character, your very self, and I will continue to make you known that the love which you have bestowed upon me may be in them. So now we see, see something else. I have, why did he come? That I can't, Justin, he says, I came that, to make his name known. It wasn't the name G-O-D, but it was to make his character known. And every single one of you, he wants you to know him personally. Amen. To know him personally. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We know in, in, in Hebrews chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, he goes, he goes that Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible. Jesus said, you, so if we saw Jesus heal, you know what? We saw the Heavenly Father heal. If we saw Jesus multiplying fish and loaves, then we saw the Heavenly Father multiplying fish and loaves. Jesus said, I only do the things I see my Father do. So everything that Jesus did was based out of this relationship with his father. And what did he do? He turned around and he said, he goes, I have made your name known to them. What is this word all about? What was the life of Jesus all about that he could point to his father? I want you to know him. See, to the degree that you know him, to the degree of the life that you live in the kingdom. I have made your name known to them and revealed your character, your very self. I will continue to make you known. Now, why would he continually make you known? Now, get this. Why? That the love which you bestowed upon me. So in two, two scriptures, we see that God gave him power and, and God loved him. God gave him power and God loved him. Why, do, why, does, he want, why does God want you to have a relationship with him? So you know, so you can know. Just like Jesus knew that your heavenly father loves you. See, it's going to be hard to operate in power and authority, Jessica, if you don't know how much he loves you. 
He loves you so much. He has great things in store for you. You are called by God. You are anointed by God. And his love is surrounding you. Stop saying, we, we hate it when people say, and this is more for more than just her. We hate it when people say negative things about, about us. But what's no difference when you say those same negative things about yourself? Know the Father. And let that knowledge of the Father resurrect how you see yourself and know how much you're loved by Him. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just close with this thought. Jesus said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, when I learned to pray years ago, my prayer life grew when I got to know him. And I, uh, Miss Carolyn taught, taught, taught us this in Bible school, and it's a powerful teaching. I believe it came from the book by Larry Lee, Could You Not Tarry One Hour? Or actually, it could have been the, the hour that pray, prayer that changed things. I, I don't remember exactly, but she taught, she taught this, and it stuck with me. And so when I was, Lord, I said, I, I want, to, I want, I want my, my prayer life to grow. And he goes, well, he goes, Justin, prayer is just relationship with me. It's not based out of here. And so what I did one day, and this all came in response of what she had, she had taught in class, is I sat down and I wrote out all the names of God. And, and, and it got to where, where I wrote it down and I would read it first, but then it got in me. And all of a sudden it started producing an expectancy in me. And I would say, I'd say, my father, not our father, heart in heaven. I said, my father, which is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name is Jehovah. You are the great I am. I honor your name. I honor the great I am. You are the ever-living, ever-loving God in whom nothing is impossible. Oh, Father, I hallow your name. Your name is El Shaddai. You, 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 you override natural law. You are the God that supplies all my needs. You are Jehovah Sidkenu. You are my righteousness. And because you are my righteousness, I have a right to come boldly to the throne of grace. Because you're my righteousness, I have a right to be healed. I have a right to be whole. I have a right to everything the covenant of God promises. You are Jehovah Makedesh. You are my sanctifier. You sanctified me out of darkness and you brought me into light. You separated me out of the world and brought me into a glorious call. I will fulfill that call because I've been sanctified by the Holy Spirit. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord that heals me. You sent your word and healed me and delivered me all of my destruction. Bless the Lord all my soul and all that's within me. And forget not Jehovah Rapha's benefits who forgive me all my iniquities and heals me of all my diseases. You are Jehovah Rohi. You are my shepherd. And because you're my shepherd, I shall not want. You're leading me in my call. You're leading me in a pathway. You order steps of a good man are ordered by you because you're my shepherd. And so, so I got doing that. And, and so what? But you got to know who he is. So when you say hallowed be his name, what does that mean to you? Or is it just a name? 
See, when that name, when God, you hear the word God, there should be, he's my creator. You hear, you hear, you hear Jesus. You say, oh, he is, he is Yahweh. He is Yeshua. He is, he is the one that bore my sicknesses and bore my diseases. I mean, it just, just the revelation. See, I want that just to come out of you. When someone says Jesus, you're like, oh, you don't know him then. And someone starts talking about, about Jesus. You're like, you just don't know him. Someone starts talking about God. You just don't know him. Let me tell you about him. But you know what? You, you can't tell him about, you can't tell someone about something or someone you don't know. Hallelujah. Lift a hand to heaven. Say, Father, I receive this word into my heart today. My heart is to know you, to know your name and what it means. You reign in my life right now in Jesus name. If you, if you have a sickness in your body, just stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. Just, if you have a sickness in your body, just stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. 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 Manifest the healing over you right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In that name that's above every. Oh, thank you. There it is. Hallelujah. Receive your healing right now. Hallelujah. Receive your healing right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Jesus said, if I cast out the spirit of God with the finger of God, you'll know that the kingdom of God came upon you. The kingdom of God is within us. So I believe the kingdom of God is here. So just reach up and receive your healing right now. Reach up and receive your healing right now. No one needs to lay hands on you. Hallelujah. We talked about his name. He is glorified in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I declare creative miracle. I declare a creative miracle right now. Creative miracle. Creative miracle. Creative miracle right now. Hallelujah. Creative miracle. Hallelujah. If you need a creative miracle, step out into the aisle. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, you are the creator of all things. You're the creator of all things. Create, create, create. Create, make new. Create, make new. Revive. Create, make new. Receive. He loves you so much. Everything that we receive from God is by faith. Never because we earn it. Never because we shouted loud enough. Everything is received by faith. We receive it by faith. Receive. Oh, so wrong. Just place your hand right here. 
Fill her up, Father. Fill her up, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. Yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, just your peace. Peace like a river. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed our body and he touched our mind. He saved us just in time. And we declare that our God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.